Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Trust Podcast. Today I'm considering a point that I think is not focused on enough. And the reason I'm looking at this, I was watching Christine Tan on Managing Asia on CNBC, which is a very interesting program because you get to hear about entrepreneurs in Asia that are doing amazing things. And she was interviewing an entrepreneur who came up with a business to build vertical farms and quite a successful startup as well. They were on their Series A, raising around 22 million. And Christine was doing a wonderful job finding out about his business, his plans and his hopes. And one of the points that the entrepreneur raised was the, the biggest surprise to him was that he didn't realize that being an entrepreneur was going to be so tough. And that challenge was something he didn't expect and that got me thinking, you know, that's a really good point because entrepreneurialism is now quite a popular way to make a living. It's not frowned upon. It's seen as a worthwhile career choice. And many young graduates actively consider it as an alternative to getting a job in a big corporate. And I think it's a very glamorized profession. The issue is that 60% of businesses will fail, at least 60% of businesses fail. So we should not, as a society, as media, as business people, we should not over-glamorize something as important as being an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs make a huge difference. They create a huge amount of jobs. They make things better. They make societal change. They disrupt the status quo and they lead to new breakthroughs that improve lives. They also do a lot of harm as well. I understand that, but go with me on the positive for now. And I think if we we allow society just to continually glamorize these things as they have celebrity culture people just want to be celebrities now they want their five minutes of fame everything that is done well is done with a huge amount of effort with a huge amount of focus and a huge amount of sacrifice i wanted to talk about this because i wanted to put some reality into what an entrepreneur's life can be so i hope you will find this useful and i certainly have in thinking about this so i'm going to cover in this podcast the three key challenges i see entrepreneurs and i'm going to talk about some of the preventative steps that you can take as an entrepreneur not to make problems go away not to solve them but hopefully to help entrepreneurs better cope with those challenges and if you can cope better then you'll solve them better so my interest in this uh, let me declare that this is my 18th year as an entrepreneur i started off with a redundancy check quite a while ago and i have listened to many many entrepreneurs speak on the stage about their lifestyle as an entrepreneur and you know their motivational speeches and leaving us all feeling high and hopeful and positive about being an entrepreneur problem with that is it just fuels you onto the cloud and the value that that gives you is great it makes you feel good about what you're doing it makes you feel positive and gives you a bit of an energy boost it doesn't help you cope and with any of the reality it doesn't help you solve any of these challenges and the problems you're going to face and far too many headline high profile entrepreneurs gloss over the challenges they have that they have inevitably had those battle scars those failures that are our battle scars are what have made them who they are. I don't know if it's pride in not wanting to talk about failures or whether it is ego in not showing our vulnerability. But I think the most useful lessons that I've learned from entrepreneurs is when they're actually very honest about what challenges they face and that they have faced challenges and they found it tough. And then the useful bit is where they explain how they solve those situations, whether it was like not giving up, putting a huge amount of resource and time to try and solve these problems or bring in an expert 
or not giving up and or actually taking the time to step back, take a moment to breathe and look at the problem and really look at who they are and their own value to see a way forward. So I guess having not had enough of those lessons from entrepreneurs and having made a huge amount of failures on my own, my greatest lessons as an entrepreneur have come from my own failures and actually having a look really carefully at where I went wrong, what actions I could have taken, what was going on around me and drawing out some lessons from that. I teach entrepreneurs how not to fail and I also help work with entrepreneurs in those challenging times of those moments where they're they're about to see success and and they want some guidance through that. So that's my interest in this. I think business schools and entrepreneurship training is also an issue because they have this rational world approach to business, which means they haven't got the time to focus on reality. They don't focus on reality. They focus on putting you in a very cozy environment, in a business school or in a case study, in a business class. that You can talk around to try and find a solution to a problem that is hypothetical or was real and you're given information to try and get your way through it. But, you know, these fun exercises being on an outward bound course outside in the wet cold weather that kind of false reality is something I've enjoyed a lot and I got an awful lot out of it and it, it do help a little bit when you, you're back in, in work but this rational worldview doesn't help anybody I think I mean and I'll give a good example here I think is the military training soldiers are tested to their limits they are challenged in every single way possible be it physical emotional strength in effort in teamwork they are put through absolute hell to prepare them for battle and you know what they're not heroes for nothing they're heroes because they actually go through these real world challenges when they're out in the field trying to save lives win wars take the steps that the politicians have have asked of them they are battle ready I I don't know how many entrepreneurs are battle ready I don't think it's something that we think about or we're taught to be so that when those challenges actually occur a lot of entrepreneurs cope really badly they don't see they put off facing the failure they're put off facing the challenge they hide they cover things up they get stressed they make bad decisions upon bad decisions they don't share their problems maybe their their team culture the team environment is not strong so things go from bad to worse now i'm not blaming those entrepreneurs I'm not picking on the people, I'm picking on the process that we entrepreneurs follow. And that process is one that, unfortunately, we have to create on our own. It's not ingrained upon us how we have to deal with difficult situations. Entrepreneurs are not battle ready. We're success ready. We know what we're going to spend our money on. We know which car we're going to buy. We know which hotel we want to stay in, the next conference we go to. We know which computer we'd like to buy or which phone we want to buy. But do we know how to cope when... A customer calls to say they're about to fail or do we know how to deal with the supplier pulling out of a major contract because they had a change of strategy i don't think we do i think that there are three key challenges that i want to talk about in this podcast there are a hell of a lot more but i just want to focus on these three that i think are quite important the first one is time and pace being an entrepreneur can be really frustrating because you're having to deal with situations not of your making you're having to deal with people that are not working at your pace things don't happen fast as you want they don't happen at the rate you want them to they take a lot longer and they take and they therefore take a lot more expenditure that causes frustrations cause delays it might have an impact on your whole supply chain it might have an impact on a contract or with the rest of your team 
and it gets really, really frustrating. And I think that comes out of the huge level of optimism that an entrepreneur has to have. They have to be optimistic because they're effectively creating a new reality which doesn't exist. Their job is to take an idea and to make it into something real. And they have to have this huge level of optimism. But that's not sensible way to balance yourself. That optimism has to be grounded in reality rather than just beliefs. So I think if you're suffering from the challenges due to time or the things aren't going to at the pace you want them to I think the answer is or the question really is have you actually done your research on how long things might take rather than how long they normally take it's also worth asking the really important question is what happens if there's a delay and where is that delay likely you have to focus on where the problem points could be you have to focus on things failing 100% and understanding what you're going to do if they fail 100% if you don't know the weak points in your plan you're not going to be able to cope if any of those weak points actually occur so we want to be entrepreneurs because we want to make things happen and we want to make things happen quickly but you know that that reality that isn't a reality is it it's a construct in our mind based upon optimism and we have to change that and therefore we have to be real and in your gantt chart your time plan your calendar just really think about what where things could go wrong and where they could be delayed and how you're going to cope with that and how you're going to prepare for that and you know if you ask yourself those questions you will get a great answer and if you are 100% right with your original plan fantastic but if things don't go to plan at least you'll be half prepared to cope to deal and to manage that situation the second thing i want to focus on is the vision and values vision and values are really ingrained within us that's what makes us who we are you know, we can change our clothes we can change our diet we can change our environment sometimes we can sit in a different office you know we work from home but you can't change your values so easily and the challenges come when you're working with people that don't share your values and don't believe in your vision you'll find then that they are pulling off in different directions they work in a way that maybe it's contrary to the way you'd like things to happen perhaps they don't put the same effort in or perhaps they put more effort in than you and that to be difficult but you might get friction in your decision making process you might have arguments with your suppliers because they didn't meet your standards that you set for for your company perhaps they delayed because somebody else is more important to them but they didn't realize how important you were to them or they didn't treat you with the priority that you really needed rather than want you know you can spend money on machines and marketing what you can't do is you can't change people's values and i think it's the most important thing to work with people that share your values or you have a common set of values that you work around together because when things go go away when things are difficult um and you are stretched then those values are the thing that hold you all together pull together as a mighty team so i don't like to sell any of my products and services to people that i don't trust that i don't believe are focused on doing the best job possible so it's really important that you you know you work with those people that you trust that you you know like might be an odd thing to say when picking a customer because you you really like customers to spend money with you but you know some customers can be really really difficult and it might be profitable might be worthwhile but you know if they make your life a, a living hell 
um, and they take 80% of your time. Um, or they're really big, but they give you no margin. You know, you have to just ask yourself, what am I getting out of this relationship? Um, and sometimes the most important thing we can say is no. Um, and make that a positive step rather than a negative no. It's, it's no because we don't believe that we can be the best people to work with you rather than taking a yes and making life really, really difficult. I mean, I, I faced a situation where I worked with a supplier who was absolutely brutal in the way he behaved. Yeah, no common sense in his business practice. And not only did, did I lose money, but he lost an awful lot more because he wasn't willing to come to an amicable arrangement that would have been helpful for him as well as me, which is really odd. You know, it, it doesn't help anybody. Um, so, yeah, I found that a very painful process. And, you know, and I was just trying to reason with the CEO of that company about, you know, look, if we if we do it this way, you know, you, you'll do well out of it and I'll do okay out of it and none of us will lose any money. But if we do it your way, we're both going to lose lots of money. But he was belligerent, he was stubborn. No, I've got a process, you know, I'm following that way. And lo and behold, we both lost money uh, out of it. And what a waste of time. So be really picky who you work with, who you hire, your colleagues, your new hires have to have this shared values. You have to be focused on the same direction and, and, and for good reason as well. You know, everybody wants, uh, certainly everybody wants to earn more money. Um, they want to fulfill their potential. Uh, but they also want to go to work happy and come back happy. Um, but do they actually want to work as a team? Um, do they want to um, be part of a kind of collective or are they like um, an egomaniac that uh, really has to be in control? And, you know, control is important, but, you know, not all environments require a huge amount of control. I like, when I hire people... Uh, I like to hire people I can trust. I don't like to micromanage. Uh, I like to give them the direction and support them uh, on the early parts of their journey and encourage them to, to find the way that works best for them to be successful in their um, in their journey. And uh, But I'm always there for them if they need the support and I expect them to ask me for lots and lots of help especially when they begin. And if I don't ask, hear them asking me for help, then I get concerned. But I don't impose um, my way upon them. You know, I, I trust people to, to desire to fulfill their own potential. The final aspect I wanted to talk about is mental health. Now, mental health, thank goodness, is now something that... Uh, is openly discussed and government are taking steps to discuss and, and support mental health and society is now 
more willing to talk about the fact that mental health is an issue and it is painful and it is distressing and it's not something that should be hidden. And, and for an entrepreneur, mental health can be a huge, huge issue. You know, whilst you find it incredibly fulfilling being an entrepreneur in taking your vision into reality, we talked about the challenges here, and it's really how you cope with the challenges. The, the stress is real that the entrepreneur faces, um, and that stress can have really different uh, symptoms on, on on a range of people. You know, for some people, they cope with it really well. They thrive upon a stressful situation. You know, it, it pushes them to be better. So for some people, it helps them stand stronger. For some people, it helps them, uh, it motivates them. They like the tight deadlines. They like the sense of urgency it creates for them and their team. But you do that day in, day out. It, it, it weighs you down. You know, I've seen some people, they become overwhelmed with stress. Maybe it's because of too much work. Maybe it's because they don't know how to do their job and they're afraid of asking for help. Um, maybe they've asked for help and they haven't got the support and they feel trapped in, in that pile of inbox maybe they feel stressed in their huge growing inbox of work emails around us social medias around us we are i don't know we're attacked on all fronts by communications we can't get away from it and sometimes it's difficult to switch off and the impact of that can be quite a challenge as well you know you it makes it difficult for you to focus on doing the best job possible if you are surrounded by stress, if you're clouded by stress. It, it affects the way you then treat other people as well. Maybe you're not dealing with them in the best way possible, in the kindest way possible. Maybe you're not as understanding as you need to be. Maybe when you go home, you take that stress with you. Does it impact your relationships with your family, your children? your uh, friends, your social circle? Does it affect your health? Do you sleep at night well? Are you eating properly? Are you eating too much? For some people, it's, you know, they go into to drugs and alcohol um, and a little drink becomes a more of a drink and, and becomes bigger and bigger. A pro it becomes a problem rather than an answer to a problem. Uh, being honest with yourself, firstly, the honesty with yourself. You can't be honest with anybody else if you're not honest with yourself. And, and going back to the values and the mission, those are the things that give you uh, the strong foundation. So, you know, oh, is what you're doing now what you wanted to do? Does it... Is it in line with your values or not? And if it's not, then don't be afraid to make a change. Not only will talking to people help in 
helping to relieve the burden. But perhaps, you know, you get some shared ideas as well. You get a better solution, uh, a, a solution that has been properly thought out, has um, more balance to it. It's not affected by emotion, but it's more objective. And releasing the pressure by sharing the the, the, the stress can really help to make a more comfortable working environment. And you know, if if you're feeling stressed, then the likelihood is that the people around you will realise you're stressed in your behaviours, and that will make them nervous and anxious as well. So. I think one of the other really important things is your wider social circle. A lot of entrepreneurs are very small businesses and they spend a lot of time with themselves. And being social is not just about going on your smartphone, clicking on Facebook, you know, posting an update or liking somebody else's updates. Uh, it's really about talking to people and being in front of them sharing in their energy as well as giving off some of yours. Uh, we get an awful lot from spending real time with real people. So be honest with your social circle, you know, that, that whether they are in your industry or not, it doesn't matter. And, and I don't mean be honest and throw it upon them how difficult something might be. Just be open to share and be open to to listen and engage in a conversation. Sometimes it's the most useful ideas come from being with people that are nowhere connected in your industry, your work. You know, they, they can ask you the, the simplest, silliest question, which you just did not consider at all. And that can just open a huge avenue of thinking that can solve a problem, you know, and they didn't even know they, they were going to do that. One of the other things that is really, really important for entrepreneurs is to exercise and be that going for a gentle walk in the morning or after, after an evening dinner or playing in uh, a sports club, um, in an amateur running club or a cross country or a tennis club or a five-side football league or just going to the gym and you know, hitting the uh, the treadmill uh, or the weights, it is a huge stress relief for me. Just to go into the gym and work out for an hour or so, and you come back clear-minded. The problems are still there, but boy, you look at them in a different way. You look at them objectively. You look at them for what they are, rather than what you think they are. What your your mind is your imagination has made them to be, and you tackle them with the greatest strength. So, you know, find your passion in your work, but also find what fulfills you outside of work as well, and enjoy that. They didn't tell you being an entrepreneur was going to be so tough. Well, boy, is it tough. Is it a challenge? Now, it is fulfilling, it is joyful, it's positive. It's wonderful having to take an idea and make it, into a real business but 60% of businesses fail at least 60% of businesses fail and 100% of entrepreneurs go through challenges most of the time 
So let's be real about that and let's not gloss over the truth. So we talked about some of the, the challenges that we face as entrepreneurs and, and we talked about three key areas um, that I think are quite important in time and pace and it's our view of reality, the importance of your vision and sharing that vision with the people that you work with, be their customers, team, suppliers and in mental health so get balance in your life recharge yourself don't deny yourself from the reality of the situation you're in and hopefully you'll enjoy and get more fulfillment out of the entrepreneurial world the entrepreneurial career choice so i hope you've enjoyed this this little discussion if you've got any questions or any concerns that you may have raised get in touch and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again very soon.